Welcome to the Sustainability Agenda, a podcast series focusing on the evolving complexities of the sustainability landscape with a view on addressing current issues in a concise format to help you navigate and take action. I'm your host, Dominique Barker. Please join me as we explore today's most pressing matters with special guests that will give you some new perspective and help you make sense of what really matters. And what are your 2030 goals or sooner in order to sort of move you in towards that path? So that's sort of the two sort of big buckets. If you look at it from that perspective, figuring out your baseline and then how are you calculating your interim targets and, and you're incorporating your business strategy in that perspective. At the time of CIBC's third quarter announcement in August 2021, CIBC announced its ambition of achieving net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050, as well as increasing our sustainable finance target to 300 billion by 2030. Today, we're going to walk through some of what all of this means. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Bindu Daliwal. She joined us recently, but six months ago, she's VP of Environmental, Social and Governance. We're pleased to welcome her to the sustainability agenda. Good morning, Bindu. How are you doing? Good morning, Dominique. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great. So first of all, let's just talk about net zero targets. And when we discuss net zero, we talk about it being associated with operational and financing activities. Can you explain to our audience what net zero means and then why targeting financed emissions for a financial institution is important. Sure, no problem. So if we if we look at the concept of net zero, it's focused on the process of reducing GHG emissions. And so along that process of reduction, it's the goal of balancing the emissions that we produce into the atmosphere, along with balancing it against where we're moving from the atmosphere to a concept of getting to zero. Seems kind of simple in the concept, but, you know, a lot more complicated than that. So now for a lot of companies that are, you know, high admitters or even even a financial institution, what your first focus is obviously your operations, right? So for a lot of financial institutions, it's the goal of getting to carbon neutrality by a certain year and, you know, focusing on things like sourcing of 100% of electricity from operations from renewable sources. So that's the operations side of thing. For financial institutions, it's not that heavy in terms of what we output. Where is if you're calculating emissions, where probably where we hold it heavier in our book is on our lending side and what we call financed emissions. And so the thought is that as the world transitions, both as admitters, but also those that finance these companies, that they should be focused to reducing the emissions in their portfolio. And so our focus really remains at lending, you know, leading our clients through the transition in this to the low carbon economy and helping them move on this path, but also focusing on our own book. Okay, great. And so a financial institution like a bank really, as you said, just doesn't have much emissions themselves. And so it's about tackling those financed emissions. So how is the financial sector tackling the net zero initiatives that we're discussing? So that's really interesting because I think it's, you know, it's a really an emerging area and the methodology is really evolving. So first and foremost on the, what I call the finance side, it's really to calculate the emissions in the portfolio as a baseline. And so to help guide us through this work, the Canadian banks, including CIBC, have joined the Partnership for Carbon Accounting Financials, PCAF, which is a global partnership of FIs that are working to get to a harmonized approach for assessing and disclosing GHD emissions associated with loans and investments. Like, I mean, it's really specific to that type of work. So that's number one, it's it's figuring out the baseline. And then number two is really looking at what your clients are doing 
what are their transition plans and how does that fit in your own strategy to set interim targets? And that's been the discourse of late, I'd say the last year or so is, you know, there's all these net zero commitments, but really, how are you going to get to that? Because 2050 still seems a ways away. And what are your 2030 goals or sooner in order to sort of move you in towards that path? So that's sort of the two sort of big buckets. If you look at it from that perspective, figuring out your baseline and then how are you calculating your interim targets and, and you're incorporating your business strategy in that perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just sounds like such a massive challenge. And and I know I've been working with you, Bindu, and I know the challenges that we're facing as a bank. There's data challenges, how our own clients are transitioning and trying to help them assist and what path they're taking, how quickly they're moving. It must be very challenging. Yeah. You know, I find it really interesting too. I, I find it's just such an interesting and evolving space. And there's a lot of work being done and thought leadership. I mean, our, our involvement in the Rocky Mountain Institute and the Center for Climate Aligned Finance, like they are a great partner and sort of leading a lot of the discussions and a form of bringing a lot of North American FIs together to sort of learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And from my perspective, I have seen anything related to non-financial factors or ESG tends to work really well as coalitions. And you mentioned the Rocky Mountain Institute Center for Climate Aligned Finance, you know, really learning from some of what the other North American banks are doing. And similar to the PCAF, uh, just the accounting, we all want to get to the same spot. And so that's interesting, but there's still a great deal of heavy lifting and a lot of challenges. Uh, I think you would agree. So Bindu, there was an additional element that was interesting to me in our, in the earnings release a few weeks ago. And that was the formation of the Climate Ambition Hub. What can you tell me about this? So in addition to our net zero pledge, our climate transition plan and strategy is really focused on four areas. So the first is about leading our clients, which we spoke about, helping them through their transition plans. The second is encouraging consumer behavior. The third is really about looking at our own operations. Again, we've talked a little bit about that in terms of carbon neutrality and becoming carbon neutral by a certain year. And then the fourth one is about sharing our progress and our commitment to share what we're doing along the way. So going back to encouraging consumer behavior, that's really the concept about as the world's transitioning to a low carbon economy, what has to also happen is demand at a sort of individual level also has to shift. And so we have a number of clients, particularly on the retail side, who have a real interest on the issue of climate change, but are really trying to figure it and tackle it from you know an individual perspective. And so we are committed to providing resources and tools that really support and enable individuals to make informed and impactful choices and um, behavioral decisions. And so as a starting point, the Climate Ambition Hub is going to provide education and resources and advice to help clients meet these climate ambition goals in terms of how they want to move forward and how they want to have an impact. Well, that's fantastic. Um, that, that sounds very promising. And I think one thing that I'm always surprised about is um, how much we all need to learn about climate. And maybe I'll just educate our audience here just a little bit. Um, So we produce about 42 billion metric tons per year of carbon emissions. And so that needs to go to zero. And in fact, we need to even reverse that and take even more out. So it is a massive challenge. And I think some of the initiatives that we've announced, particularly on the education front, are going to be very important. And there's always financial decisions related to reducing your emissions, because generally it means 
better efficiency. So for example, if you're going to make an investment in better windows, there's an, a large upfront cost, which will then in, reduce your emissions over time. And so that's how the financial institutions can play a role and can help educate in, in that element that over that long period of time, you're likely to save money and in addition, have a positive impact or less negative, I, I suppose, uh, on climate. Dominique, I couldn't agree with you more. It's such a massive challenge. It's really 42 billion tons. Metric tons, yeah. Metric tons of global emissions annually, right? Like it's a, it's, a, it's a big number, but you have to look at it. It's an annual number. And that's why this is such an important issue that we need to tackle. Yeah. And that needs to go to zero. Bindu, thank you so much for your time today and joining us. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Thank you for having me. Please join us next time as we tackle some of sustainability's biggest questions, providing different perspectives to help you move forward. I'm your host, Dominique Barker, and this is The Sustainability Agenda. The materials disclosed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and subject to our code of conduct as well as IROC rules. The information and data contained herein has been obtained or derived from sources believed to be reliable without independent verification by CIBC Capital Markets and to the extent that such information and data is based on sources outside CIBC Capital Markets, we do not represent or warrant that any such information or data is accurate, adequate, or complete. Notwithstanding anything to the contrary herein, CIBC World Markets Inc. and or any affiliate thereof shall not assume any responsibility or liability of any nature in connection with any of the contents of this communication. This communication Communication is tailored for a particular audience, and accordingly, this message is intended for such specific audience only. Any dissemination, redistribution, or other use of this message or the market commentary contained herein by any recipient is unauthorized. This communication should not be construed as a research report. The services, securities, and investments discussed in this report may not be available to, nor suitable for, all investors. Nothing in this communication constitutes a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any specific investments discussed herein. Speakers on this podcast do not have any actual implied or apparent authority to act on behalf of any issuer mentioned in this podcast. The commentary and opinions expressed herein are solely those of the individual speakers, except where the author expressly states them to be the opinions of CIBC World Markets, Inc. The speakers may provide short-term trading views or ideas on issuers, securities, commodities, currencies, or other financial instruments, but investors should not expect continuing analysis, views, or discussion relating to those instruments discussed herein. Any information provided herein is not intended to represent an adequate basis for investors to make an informed investment decision and is subject to change without notice. CIBC Capital Markets is a trademark brand name under which Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce, CIBC, its subsidiaries and affiliates provide products and services to our customers customers around the world. For more information about these legal entities, as well as the products and services offered by CIBC Capital Markets, please visit www.cibccm.com.